Our Bible's open, please. First John chapter three. First John chapter three. And uh, I want you to notice especially beginning in verse seven. First John three, beginning in verse seven. Listen to this. Little children, let no man despise, deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin because he is born of God. That's a daring statement. Look at verse 9. Mark it again in your Bible. Notice. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin because he is born of God. Now, this comes right in the middle of God using John to talk about sin. Notice in chapter 2, Christ makes a difference about sin. He makes a difference about the commandments. He makes a difference concerning the world. He makes a difference about the Holy Spirit. He makes a difference concerning the second coming. Now we see what he says concerning sin. I seldom do this, but I brought a translation to the pulpit tonight, which I very seldom ever do. I want to read that verse from King James and the American Standard the International Version and the Amplified Bible. This is 1 John 3, 9. King James Version says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin because he is born of God. The New American Standard Version says, No one who is born of God practices sin. Because his seed abides in him, he cannot sin because he's born of God. The International Version says, no one who's born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot sin because he's been born of God. The Amplified Bible says, no one born or begotten of God deliberately and knowingly, habitually practices sin. For God's nature abides in him, his principle of life, the divine sperm, remains permanently within him. He cannot practice sin sinning because he is born or begotten of God. The fact is, this is a progressive verb. It really says, whosoever is born of God 
doth not continually practice sin. He doesn't keep on doing the same old things. Why? Because the Holy Spirit abides inside. He cannot do it. Well, what if we do it anyway? You decide there. It says nobody's born of God does that. And what that means is either we recognize it and God brings it to our attention and we immediately recognize what's happened and we repent or we may not be saved. That's something to think through about. Now, what is sin? Turn your Bible to Exodus chapter 20. Chapter 20 of Exodus. This describes what sin is. These are called the Ten Commandments. Chapter 20, verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Verse 4, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Verse 7, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 12, Honor thy father and thy mother. Verse 13, Thou shalt not kill. Verse 14, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Verse 15, Thou shalt not steal. Verse 16, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Verse 17, Thou shalt not covet. Those are the Ten Commandments. To break any of those commandments is sin. And when you apply down the road in our lives, various areas of our life, they all, almost all, come under one of those Ten Commandments. And when we do that, we sin. What is sin? The Bible gives us seven words that are about sin. Transgression, iniquity, missing the mark, unbelief, lawlessness, disobedience, enmity toward God. All those things discuss what sin really is. So you think it through. Sin is transgression of the law. Sin is iniquity. Harmatia, sin is missing the mark. Sin is unbelief, refusing to recognize Jesus. Lawlessness, disobedience, enmity toward God. Now, hold your finger in 1 John and turn your Bible to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, try to think through what is the difference in a weight and the sin that does the reason we set you. Lay aside every weight. What is a weight? Well, you know, when people began to prepare for a race, they'd put weights on their bodies and they'd run as fast as they could with those weights. Then the day of the race, the weights were taken off and they'd run it much faster. Weights weigh us down. Weights prepare us for sin. Weights hurt us. There are many things that are not sin in themselves, but they're weights that lead us towards sin. You think of that. So many times, somebody says, nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Everybody else does it. You ever heard that? Ever heard that? Well, listen. Here's some weights that may not in themselves be a sin. Entertainment. That's not a sin. But it could be a weight. Sports. Video games. Facebook. Movies. I'm not sure that anybody can attend today's Hollywood movies and not be affected in your brain and your morals. The Hollywood movies are despicable. And you bring them into your home through television and sit there and wail in them and love them and boy, what's going to happen next in this great story? Could it become a weight that would lead you toward sin? TV itself, the internet, drugs. Almost all of us have taken some drugs try to get through our sicknesses. But drugs can also become a weight. Even sexual hunger can become a weight. God put it there, nothing wrong with it. God made it, God planned it, God purposes it, but it can become a weight so that some people spend their whole lives lusting. Some big people lust after children. And today, we have legitimatized homosexuality, which is nothing more than sordid lust. No one is born a homosexual. It's a choice. Well, what is sin? 
sin's lack of reverence, sin's rejecting the Lord, sin's disobeying the Ten Commandments. Sin is anything that weakens our enthusiasm for the Lord. Keep that in mind. Sin is anything that weakens our enthusiasm for the Lord. Now, many of you would not agree with me at all on this. You have the right to be wrong. We live in a city that has many, many good places to eat with no compromise. And yet I dare say that many of our people purposely, purposely, purposely choose to go to a liquor place to eat. Why? We fought a battle over this. Many years ago, Bowling Green voted, wet, voted dry. We had a parade downtown, and while we were in the parade, the minister of one of the churches was in one of the beer joints drinking a beer. That showed where his church stood. A little bit later, we voted beer back in. We voted whiskey back in. I have no idea in the whole world why a godly Christian will go to a liquor house to get something to eat, mashed potatoes and gravy and steak and cracker barrels and all those things. Cracker barrels don't sell it. Ryan's doesn't sell it. There are many stores that do not sell it. I want to ask you to not go to those places. Many years ago, over at one of the places where we have a mall, there was a big department store. They started opening on Sunday. At that time, nobody was open on Sunday. So I went to the manager and said, why do you open on Sunday? He said, if your Christian people wouldn't come in here on Sunday, we'd have to close. That was something, wasn't it? That's not the day to do your shopping. God's people, in many cases, have forgotten who we are. We are God's people. We're not worldlings. We're God's people. And the people of God need to be different. A number of years ago, I was in a revival meeting in Louisville, and we went to eat lunch. I went to this place, real nice place downtown. I noticed on the outside, all you have to do is look. They always had drives of beer and whiskey. I saw it was a whiskey place. So I said to the man, let's go somewhere else and eat. We said, this is a good place. I've eaten here many times. It's okay, let's go on in. I said, no, I'm not gonna eat there. 
He looked at me and said, well, that's strange. Why would you not eat there? Everybody else does. I said, let's go somewhere else. We went somewhere else. He told me later, he said, you know, I'd never thought of that. We were helping keep that liquor joint in business by buying their food and paying them. For example, suppose Brother Mickey has a son that runs a store that does not sell liquor, a, a restaurant. And here was somebody else over here sells liquor. So on a particular day, I go to the place that sells liquor and buy my lunch and food there. And Mickey's son sacrificially is working at less profit because you make more money when you sell liquor. Less profit in God's eyes, which is wise. I want to say, people of God, wake up. We're not of the world. We're of God. We're God's children. God's people. Let's act like it. Let's walk like it. Let's live like it. Let's serve like it. Let's buy like it. Let's do it for Jesus' sake. I urge you to do it. Now, I've preached this for 55 years. Ever since I've been here, i said the same thing. Not everybody's agreed with me. Some have given me wild excuses why they have to go to those places to eat. They don't have to do that. Now you say, that's just your opinion, preacher. It is. You say, I know many, many preachers that don't feel that way. Sure you do. It's okay. But I would not be me if I didn't tell you what I feel like the Word of God teaches. So I'll tell you that. Have to pay attention to me? No. You can ignore me, walk out of the building and say, I've had it. That's all I'm going to put up with. He can do what he wants to, I'm going to do what I want to. That's okay. But listen to this. He that is born of God doth not commit sin, habitually practice sin. What is sin? Anything that cools your enthusiasm for the Lord. Now someone will say, well, my convictions are not like your convictions. I understand that. But you haven't had an old-fashioned pastor that believes in preaching what he understands the Word of God says. So I would ask you to listen. Carefully think it through and do what God says. Don't do what I say. Do what God says. If God tells you to go and gulp down the liquor, do it. Or sit by somebody gulping it down or go in and help somebody sell it. You do it. That's what God tells you to do. Do not leave this place and say, I never heard anything like that before. You've heard it before. And I hate to tell you, you hear it again. 
I love you, that you're not tell you. God bless you. Now, eating in places that sell liquor is not the only weight, and that's a weight in itself may not be a sin. I'm not saying it's a sin, it's a weight that can pull you down, 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 just like TV does. When you watch all these movie stars from Hollywood who practice all kinds of immorality, and you watch them on the screen, you're sort of agreeing with what they say and what they do. Turn them off. Probably one of the best things could happen at Glenda Baptist Church if all of our TV screens went dead. The other day we had a blackout in Bowling Green. I don't know where your place was blacked out around. All around here blacked out for two or three hours. Might have been good. When it was early in the morning, probably nobody was up yet. Now, let me ask you this. Are you sure you're born of God? He that is born of God does not continually practice the same old sins. It doesn't mean you never sin. If that scripture meant that, it would contradict itself. In 1 John 1, 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, truth is not in us. But we don't have to keep on practicing the same old sins. Let's be done with them. Throw them away. Get rid of them out of our lives. There's nothing wrong with holiness. Take time to be holy. Speak off with thy Lord. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. Then looking toward heaven, like him you shall be. Try it. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for the goodness of God. We thank you that Christ receiveth sinful men. And Lord, we pray that someone here tonight who has never been saved will turn to Christ and let Jesus be our Lord, our Savior, our Convictor. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand, please. Turn to him, book two. 528. Are you able, said the Master, to be crucified with me? That's a big, big question. Are you able? The song says, yes, we're able. Don't sing a lie. Examine your own heart. Lord, am I able? If you are, thank God. If you're not, turn to God. Let him be your God. I'll be saying.